conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who I am sticking with through thick and thin, Heather. Are you referring to my body shape when you say thick and thin? If so, it's good to hear. But uh... Wh- Which side of that are you feeling like you're on right now? <laughs> I don't know, but why is it that part of the normal marriage vows? Yeah. <laughs> through fat and, fat and thin days. <laughs> well... Yes, that's that's not quite what I meant. What I meant was when your wallet is thick versus thin. Ooh, that it was part of the marriage vows, richer or poorer. <laughs> no, I'm talking about sticking it out, persevering on, and that's exactly what we're talking about today. So um, excited about today's show because today we are going to be talking about the importance of perseverance. Um, in, our, in our endeavors with money, but certainly this applies, like a lot of these topics, this applies to other areas of life as well. So, I, you know, that's that's exactly why I wanted to talk about this this week, is because this applies everywhere. You know, it, it, can, it applies, sure, it applies to financial goals, but this applies to your job, this applies to sticking it out through tough times with family, this applies to whatever any any difficult situation yeah and i think especially right now with covid i think people i know myself included are just like this whole covid fatigue it's just like when is life gonna get back to more normal and trying to you know persevere just through this craziness of a pandemic and so i feel like it's really applicable right now just in life in general but you're absolutely right it's a just a good life lesson on how you get through how you get through things and stick the course, right? Right. And and I think it's important for people to remember that you probably already have some perseverance. You might not be applying it everywhere in your life, but certainly you persevere through things you don't like. I think we all do. If you've ever been watching, now this is a, maybe a dumb example, but if you've ever been watching a TV show or a TV series and you get part of the way through and or maybe a few seasons in and then you're like, oh, this just really isn't what it used to be. But I'm now six seasons in and I can't stop. I've got to persevere and push through just because I need to see how it ends. Okay, that's that's still perseverance. And if you can persevere through something as dumb as a TV show, you can probably persevere, or not probably, you can definitely persevere through things that actually matter. <laughs> that's a good point. For me, it's like reading books. Once I start a book, I cannot not finish. I feel like a failure. So I get that (laughs) analogy. But I think you're absolutely right. Because if you can persevere through something as stupid and mundane and little as that, then for something that you really care about and is important to you, like you should be able to do this. Exactly. All of us can. Exactly. And one of the things, at least that we've cared a lot about in persevering through has been attacking our debt. So... Heather, you and I, we we have taken this approach of not believing that that death or that debt is the path to success. Now we don't want death either, but certainly debt we want to keep out of our lives as much as possible. Yeah, I think we've had a couple episodes on debt, and so go back and look at listen to those. But yeah, I mean, we I don't think anyone will tell you that they've gotten rich over taking out debt. It's kind of the opposite impact to your wealth. 
um, by going into debt. And so, yeah, it's just, it adds a lot of stress. It adds a lot of unnecessary things to your financials. It's hard to get ahead. It's hard to reach goals. If you've got this huge debt looming over your head, even though it's a hundred percent normal and just part of the way of life these days. Yes. I mean, the mentality is, is that, oh, I can take out this debt and I can uh, have stuff now and I can enjoy it now. And maybe even I could invest money that I'm borrowing and use that as leverage to gain, gain more reward. And sure, that might work in some instances, um, but in a lot more instances, you're going to end up in taking on more risk than you need and end up regretting it. You're going to get burned. Right. And usually people don't, people don't take out debt. Well, most of the time, I shouldn't say not everybody, but people don't take out debt for like little things. It's not like, oh, I want to go buy this magazine. So I'm going to take out debt. Right. I mean, sometimes people use credit cards and don't pay it off, but you know, a lot of times people are spending a lot of money, right? Which means this isn't easy. It's going to take, it could potentially take a year's you know, years, multiple years of someone's life to get out of that debt. And so it's just easier to just make the payment and kind of just live with it as part of your life versus saying, how do I get rid of this? Right. It's easy to pretend that it's normal. And especially when you're talking about 30 year mortgages where you have a plan in place to have debt for at least a third of your life, like that's a long time. And that's assuming you're in that same house for the entire time. So, I mean, this isn't fun at all because, because you're not, you have all this debt, you have this thing, you've already spent the money. And now if your goal is to pay it off, is to get rid of that debt, you're not seeing any physical thing from that. You're not seeing your bank account go up. You're not seeing a new car in the driveway. You're not seeing anything except a number on a statement decrease your, your amount owed. Right. And that's a really good point, which is why I think we want to cover that on this episode, because it's a lot easier to persevere for something that you're looking forward to. And you're going to have this reward and this awesome thing at the end. But to your point, dad, you've already experienced it. It was preemptive. You already had that fun thing or got that fun toy. And it's probably maybe by the time you pay up the debt, it might, the value, if it's a car or something might be not might be very valuable at all. Right. And so this is not fun to pay for things that you've already enjoyed, already, you know, uh, experienced, right? And so it makes it really hard to stick with it because it's not fun, because you've, you, you really don't, it feels like you don't have much to look forward to. And so to combat that, I guess I would start by actually visualizing what you do have to look forward to. So that would mean picturing what that debt-free future is like when you're when you're battling against this debt and you're like oh i just can't do this anymore i can't i i want to give up i want to enjoy nice things again stop a minute and think about what your life would be like if you weren't making that massive payment every month what would you be able to do differently what options would be in front of you what vacations would you be able to have what restaurants would you be able to eat at what toys would you be able to buy yeah for me the spender in this is thinking instead of writing that check for whatever it is to your mortgage company to the bank whoever instead of writing that check like that's money in your pocket so in my spender mind is like what could i be doing that could i be investing it could i to your point 
be saving up for that fun vacation or whatever. So thinking about what that money could be going to instead of going to the bank. Oh, yeah. And and even on the saver side, for me, it's still exciting. I mean, I, I'm a saver, but I'm a saver because I want to be saving to enjoy enjoy it later. And so certainly paying off debt is that future-looking piece where I'm like, wow, I can see that future and we are going to have a great future and I can picture that spending in the future and, and how great that is. And that's that's one of the things that motivated me a lot when we were paying off debt. Yeah. And the next thing I would recommend is, you know, especially when you're going after debt, try to move up that deadline mm. as much as possible because you are going to get tired and you are going to and like we said, debt takes a while. For our example, we were trying to pay off our house. A lot of people don't see that as debt, but it is debt. You owe the bank that money. Um, so that wasn't something that was going to happen in months. You know, It took years. It was a multiple-year goal for us, which it does that kind of wears you out. So to the point that you can try to move up that date as much as possible, do it. You know, Buckle down. Find the most effective strategy to get out of this. Do not just kind of slick your way through it. Like find out if you want to do, if it's best for you to do the debt snowball, the debt avalanche. Um, like Dave Ramsey always says, do you just want to eat beans and rice and never go out to dinner and, you know, whatever it looks like for you to get this done as quickly as possible, we recommend. Rip um, that Band-Aid off. <laughs> right. And the thing about it, just remember that that debt isn't forever. You know, there is an end, assuming you don't make a mistake and go into debt again. Like once you finish this, like, ta-da, you are done and you've moved past it and you don't ever have to deal with it again. So, you know, try to get as quickly as possible to reach that goal. Yes, I love that. Um, and that that also, it's not a fun process, but but when when everybody else was, you know, they take their end of year bonus from for work and they put that towards buying something fun, we were putting that against our debt. When other people were enjoying, you know, nice nice things, nicer cars, nicer nicer homes, nicer whatever, um, we instead were putting it against our debt. And so that was uh, it was a long journey, but it was certainly beneficial and and rewarding. And speaking of rewarding, I think it's really helpful, especially from a spender standpoint, to have some have some celebrations along the way. Would you agree, Heather? Yeah, for sure. I think that especially for me as a spender, um, when all my money is going to debt or to things that I'm not spending on that I want, like that's hard. Uh, so I think if you can celebrate, one example we had, some friends of ours, I thought this was a really creative way. You know, you have multiple debts that you're paying off. You know, maybe it's multiple credit cards or you've got some, you know, uh, a house, a car, whatever, student loan. And what they would do is, you know, when they would pay off one of their loans, the next month, um, instead of putting that payment towards the next debt, they would take a pause and that month they would take that money and celebrate. They would go buy something or go to dinner or they would do something fun with that debt payment to kind of recognize, hey, we we made this, you know, it was a, it was part of the goal. There were many goals within the goal, and so they took a pause. And I'm sure that didn't set them back. What well, set them back one month, um, you know, and probably meant a lot to them to be able to, okay, I can actually have some fun and do something rewarding and celebrate uh, all this work that I'm doing and all the things that I'm sacrificing and I'm giving up. 
if you're on yeah if you're on a multi-year journey taking a month off once every very very infrequently to have a little bit of a break to have a celebration uh, that's not going to be the end of the world and it might be exactly what you need in order to stay motivated and to continue now Heather we didn't do that exactly we we had we did have moments in there where like we got a bonus at work and we said okay let's use part of this to do something fun Um, but we we didn't and, and it was probably my fault that we didn't necessarily have those pause moments because I was all about, no, we got to go, 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 go. And I was pushing hard. Well, I was Um, pretty motivated too. I wanted to reach the goal as well. And, you know, we were able to, I think our goal for our um, house that we bought, I think we had planned to pay it off in five years. And I think we did it in just over four. So we were able to knock a year off. And again, there were some bonuses and some things that kind of came in that helped it, but we were pretty aggressive. But you're right. I mean, we did when we'd have a bonus, if it was more than we thought, we'd say, hey, can we just take a couple hundred dollars and, and, you know, treat ourselves a little bit, which really helped me. Yeah, and it was fun. And I enjoyed it, too. But But I think the other thing for us, you know, depending on we didn't like cut our lives. We weren't eating beans and rice like we were still going on vacations. I mean, we didn't. We could have been even more aggressive. There Correct. was some, so it yeah. wasn't like we weren't living or never going out to eat or never going to a movie, but no. we were we were tempering that so that we could really Correct. hit this goal. Correct. But I want to go back to one thing you were talking about. Like again, don't worry about what other people are saying about this because I can guarantee you that if you are trying to get out of debt, there are a hundred percent guarantee there are going to be people who disagree with you and think that is a dumb idea. So do not listen to them. Stay the course. Do what you think is right. Don't try to look at what they're doing. And and that's really hard. I really have a hard time. I'm a, very much a keeping up with the Jones mentality. But just really you and your spouse or you individually, just stay the course. Know what you're doing. Get some people around to support you that believe in you and can encourage you to do that. Yes. And and I've, I've had friends, I've had family members that have said that, what our approach has been has not is, is not an effective way to go. It's not smart, and that's fine. They can have their opinions, um, but this is very much working for us. So, <laughs> I, I think I think the results kind of speak for themselves. So, um, staying the course I think is incredibly important there. I think one other thing that would be really helpful in this journey is if you can find some like-minded friends and family to hold you accountable encourage you and support you along the way. I do think that goes a long way because this is a long journey for you. And if you're constantly hearing people say no, and you can't do it and that's stupid, it really beats you down. So if you have feel comfortable and know people who can really help you along the journey, I think that that will really help you along the way. It kind of reminds me similar to getting out of debt for me was um, passing the CPA exam. (laughs) So again, it was like something I just needed to do once, like debt. It was like once I completed it, it was in the rearview mirror, but it just took me forever. And like debt, instead of, you know, after I graduated from college, I had a few months before I went to work and a lot of my peers like took those months to just buckle down and study and get that exam passed and be done before they started working. But I decided to go on a mission trip and travel to Europe and do all these great things and then started working and had to try to pass the exam while I was working and learning a new job and working crazy hours. And so I kind of <laughs> kind of did that thing where you pre-spent like in debt and then had to work through. And 
and I had to with my career. Like I, I had to pass the exam. That wasn't unless I wanted to change companies or change jobs. Like I had to get this, like I had to pass this. So, you know, I had a lot of people in my life that were encouraging me that were supportive. Um, and I persevered and, you know, finally was able to pass that and, you know, uh, could enjoy my life going forward. So that was a real like example to me, very similar to getting out of debt of a time where I had to persevere. Yeah. And, and when we were getting out of debt, I know the, the person probably that I went to the most was probably my dad, where he was very much in the same boat. He was very much, yeah, get rid of all your debt. And he was a, a great encouragement when I give him updates on, Hey, yeah, we're going to have this paid off soon. We're going to have that paid off soon. Um, and he was very excited about that. So it, yeah, it's incredibly helpful to have somebody there to, to be that cheerleader for you. Um, obviously your spouse is there to be a cheerleader. Uh, you're in this together, but even more than that, it's, it's good to have additional people there to help you along the way. Um, but you know, I think these the perseverance applies outside of just debt. There are longer term goals that we have that require just as much energy, just as much effort um, as as getting out of debt. I mean, retirement's the big one that comes to mind. That's a multi year pro- project, <laughs> a lifetime project, really, right. to be ready. It for feels retirement. like sometimes that's all you're doing, right? It's it just does. working for that day to to not work, right? To get reach, if it's not retirement, financial independence, people talk about. So you're absolutely right. It's like something we're constantly working on. Right, and and you don't want it to be the end all. You want to enjoy the ride along the way, but it certainly at times does feel like, oh, I'm just I'm going to the grind here just to get so I so I don't have to eventually. Um, but but you know, buying a home, um, buying a car, paying for college, going on a nice vacation. These are all things that can take time to save for. Um, and it's tempting maybe to just take out a loan or to put it on a credit card in order to fund these things. And we don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. Instead, um, we, we want to be very intentional and focused on what we want to go get it. Right. Exactly. We want you to make sure that you have cash and you have the money in your bank account to get it. And I listened to uh, Ed Milet. He's a great in, um, inspirational speaker, but he talks about not just necessarily with financial goals, but just goals in general, that if you really like obsess about something, like if it is all you are thinking and breathing and dreaming, like you can obtain it. He always says your obsession becomes your possession. And, and I've seen that in my life when I really buckle down and I'm really focused on something, you can do it. Anybody can go after and get what they, what they want. They can. You you can make it. You can make it a reality. And uh, yeah, as as Doc Brown always said in, in Back another, to the Future. Another another great inspirational speaker. <laughs> if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. You didn't really do a good accent there, but oh, that's okay. if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything, Marty. <laughs> Much better. I was like, <laughs> come you. on, you know you practice. Okay, that okay. <laughs> I hear you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is what I do in my free time: is work on my Doc Brown impersonation. I know you more like to be Marty, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, similar similar to debt, you know, I, I I think with all of these things, with all these goals, it's important to understand why you want to do it. What, like you said, your obsession becomes your possession. So why are you obsessed with this? Why do you want this? so bad. And if, if you know the why, if you understand why this is important to you, you're not going to be swayed when distractions come along, when, when it gets hard, you're going to want it even more and you're going to want to push through it. 
Um, additionally, like emotions can get in the way. Emotions can distract you. And it's important to keep your emotions at bay because when times are hard, you're, you're going to be weak and you're going to, you're going to want to give up. And that's an emotional response. It's a normal emotional response. Um, but you need to be thinking, you need to be thinking logically around, okay, I know I want to do this. I know I want to give up, but why and what's going on? And is, am I being, is this an emotional response or am I being logical about this? Yeah. And I think we've, we've talked a lot in our podcast. I feel like this comes up a lot, um, about emotionals and how emotions and how you make decisions and how emotions really can drive what you're doing in your financial life. And, and honestly, like there's statistics out there that when it comes to stress, that money can be a dominant source that often people are feeling negative emotions too about money. They can find feel, feel anxiety or insecurity or fear. And so, you know, a lot of people have negative emotions um, tied up to money. And so we don't want you to feel that right way, right? We, we want you to be um, excited about your goal, working towards it and feeling positive about it. And, and these big goals that we're working towards, they just feel insurmountable, especially if you're looking at like a, a 30 year mortgage, right? 30 years, that's a long time. But can you break that down into smaller pieces? Can you break that down into, I, I don't know what the right number is. Is it a, is it $10,000 chunks? Is it, is it $50,000 chunks? Wh- whatever those, the right size is, can you break that down into smaller goals and say, by this date, we are going to get this, get this, um, this home, this car savings, this vacation funded to this level by this date. And, and that's cause for celebration as well. If you're, you're, you reach that milestone that you set, okay, celebrate that. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did when we were trying to pay off our house. So we had a few different little goals. So one was that we um, we had uh, uh, we were rounding up the payment on our mortgage. So we had that amount that we were putting towards it. We also had um, you know a monthly savings goal. So we had monthly savings goals that we were trying to reach towards putting towards our house. We had yearly goals. Each year we'd say, okay, this is what we want to do. And then obviously we had the long you know long term goal. And so we saw those. Uh, you know, we saw those goals and we built them into our budget. So once you know, once you can break out those chunks and those goals, then build it into your budget. So like I said, we rounded up our mortgage payment. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like 1500 and we paid 2000 or something. So it was an extra 500 bucks. And then we also saved a certain amount each month that was built into our budget that went into a savings account that we would build up and then we would make larger house payments throughout the year. Um, and then... And that was fun too. And and so then you saw those amounts, like you said, you saw when the when the balance went from like down to a hundred thousand, and then you got down to just you know less than six digits when you're paying off house. Like that's a huge goal, like you said, to celebrate then or acknowledge it. And then when it got to the last fifty thousand, and then or fifty thousand, and then that last like I think it was fifteen thousand was the last check that we wrote, you know, to pay it off. And so. Um, yeah, it's fun to watch your progress and to set those goals along the way and think about how you can build it into your budget and your 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 process throughout the year. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, I think at some of those milestones we might have popped open a bottle of champagne or something and yeah, and like yes, you know, it wasn't a huge thing. We might spent twenty bucks on a bottle of champagne, but it was it was recognizing 
yes, we hit our milestone and that meant something to me. Right. And every time we would make one of those big payments, I would go like do the amortization calculator and I would look at how many months we paid off. It would be like, we just paid off 18 months yeah. by that one payment. It was just like crazy. Cause we're cutting years off in a yeah. you know, single month. That's awesome. <laughs> it was really, really fun to celebrate and track. Along oh the way. my gosh. Yeah. That was, that was exciting. Um, don't get me wrong. It's more exciting not to have debt that we're, <laughs> we're doing that against, but uh, but it was exciting. And and we we built those goals right in directly into our budget. So you like you were saying, we had these these different goals: monthly, annual, and then long term. And we built them into our budget to make sure that that we were achieving them and we were on track for them. Um, and and then just because you have goals, it's not good enough just to to have them, you should be reviewing them periodically. So mm-hmm. depending on how often you're looking at your budget or you're reviewing your goals, you should be as a couple sitting down and reviewing, how are you doing against those goals? Are you on track? Are you ahead? Um, and adjusting them as you need to go. Yeah. And go back and, and listen to our, I think it was our budgeting uh, episode where we talked a little bit about how we run our budget, our, our monthly, what we call our monthly budget committee. Uh, great, great episode on exactly what our process is and how we do that. So we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse. So sit down and talk as a couple about where do you think you're running out of gas? Figuratively. Is there a financial goal that you are losing steam and you need more perseverance? Maybe it's not moving along as well or as fast as you would like it to. So talk about if there's a strategy maybe that you've heard today that was different or new that could potentially help, um, or if there's another approach that you could take to stay motivated and stay the course. So, David. Heather. Where do you think that we need more perseverance in our lives today? Ooh. Right, as of today, right? This, right this right day now, today. while we're sitting here recording right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, my guess is that we're probably ha- we probably have the same answer on this one. Really? <laughs> you, you sound like we probably don't. I don't know. Okay, maybe we don't. So I, I think it's the obvious, what I think is the obvious one, and you mentioned it earlier, is is getting through COVID here, specifically in, in Singapore. So right now, um, what I'm reading about is the, the U.S. is opening up. Um, things are going back to normal. The mask up, uh, mandate's been lifted. People that want vaccines have them. And here in Singapore, we have we haven't been able to get vaccinated yet. We're just entering um, what what is one step away from a from a complete lockdown. It feels like um, with everything shutting down, and it's just very discouraging. And so, this is certainly a discouraging time, and one where we need to persevere and push through. Um, now, I know this isn't a financial perseverance. This is this is kind of a stick it out mentally persevere when we're on it. We're unable to travel home right now. We're unable to travel outside of the country, outside of Singapore. Like there's a lot of constraints on us and, um, being Americans, Americans don't like constraints. Americans like freedom being, don't tell me what to do. Right. Freedom. (laughs) You got to have freedom. And, And that's not the environment we're living in right now. And so, it's taking a lot for me to persevere and push through this because it's very much not in my wheelhouse. Um, but we love you, Singapore, if you're listening. We do. I mean, <laughs> we do love Singapore. And they are. They're listening. They, 
we do love Singapore. It is a beautiful country. But at the same time, I, I don't think it's any secret that, that everyone here is has COVID fatigue. Yeah, no. And I mentioned that at the beginning of this. Um, yeah, I didn't put that down, but you're absolutely right. But here's why I didn't put it down. Because I feel like I have zero control and I'm not really sure how to like apply these tips that we're talking about. So for me, I went to specific things that I can control and work on right now and focus on to help me focus on things to help me persevere through COVID, if that makes sense. So what I can say is that there are coping mechanisms. So I, I don't have control over this, but I can still make my situation better. I can still do plan fun things, small fun things to look forward to. I can still hang out with you. I can still I can still put things in here that, to make to help me persevere through. I right. Guess. Well, that's why I was jumping to because actually I just had book club this morning and I was telling the girls that I need to figure out some goals or things that I'm working on right now during this period because that's what helps keep me stay motivated and focused. And so what are those things that I can be focused on and goals that I can be working towards that I can control that will help me get through this time that's stressful? Yes. So that was kind of where I was jumping. Sure, towards, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So for me, a couple things. I had two things. One was these last few pounds that I'm trying to lose. So mm. David and I, I think we've mentioned we're in a little bit of a weight loss challenge. And Which I'm ahead, by the way, on. Oh, by a lot. Just a just, little bit. It's just like taking me crazy long. And so I don't know why that is. So I just need to really bustle, buckle down, listen to the advice we talked about on here, and start applying it so I can come back and kick your butt. So <laughs> I will do that. Bring it. The other thing that I put in here for me was honestly – um, don't take this wrong, but probably maybe this podcast. Ooh. So it's not that I don't like doing it. I enjoy doing it, but I think I need to revisit like our goals and check in to see if, you know, if we're accomplishing what we set out to accomplish with this podcast or if there's things that we need to do different or to tweak it. So audience, we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions and how does this podcast review us and give yeah. us, yeah, if there's things that we can do different, are we really meeting the needs of what we need to be doing. So that's what I had. Awesome. Really like that. Um, especially the, the bit about uh, feedback from the audience. So we would certainly love to hear from you, um, not only on how your conversations around money have gone, but we want to hear how we can make this a better show for you, how we can meet the needs of, of our audience better. Um, that would be fantastic. So please go ahead and email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the